0: Hello and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Friday, January 19th, 2018. This is episode 212 Recommendation and Reference Letters, a guide for teachers, students, and families. Four years in college, 20 plus years of teaching, and I still remain baffled and befuddled at the number of people who simply do not understand anything associated with reference letters or letters of recommendation. For the purposes of today's episode, I'm just going to simply refer to them as reference letters. I graduated from college. I should say, this is a week before I graduated from college. And here I am, just days away, from walking across the stage, and I'm about to get one of the most important lessons of my life, not part of a college class, not from my advisor, not from any of my professors, but from one of the offices of the college where I had to pick up information that was going to help me to potentially land a teaching position and they gave me a wonderful packet keep in mind this was back in the stone ages when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth this was before the internet it was before email and it was before any type of electronic applications everything was done through the postal mail and they had everything done in this beautiful uh, folder set up in a portfolio type of format and everything you needed to know to help you to try to find that job even with some instructions were in there and i have to be honest with you as great as my education was it was quite annoying to me that i was getting all of this information thrown at me as i am days away from graduating and no one at any time ever had this discussion with me no one ever talked to me about gaining references. No one ever spoke to me about gaining reference letters. I never understood the concept of unofficial as opposed to official transcripts, nor did I understand anything having to do with reference information and my opportunity as a potential applicant to anything whether it be graduate school or a potential teaching position, I did not understand that I had the opportunity and ability to waive my right to reading the reference information. What does that even mean? And here I am, days before, learning all this information. And... I just don't think it's right that people should be finding this out and then they graduate and you're just thrown to the wolves because quite frankly that's what generally happens in a lot of places and it's no knock against where I graduated from but a lot of places are just like this it's kind of like graduating from high school You finish, and here we are, 18 years old, or whatever age you are, you've graduated, and let's say you're not going to college, and you wake up one day, and you realize, now what? What am I going to do? And you might even be in that situation, and this is going to help you today, because It's ridiculous to assume that every single student is going off to college. There's so many great positions out there where money can be made. You can be a very productive and very helpful and happy member of society. Making a nice living without having to gain a college education. So I'm going to do the best I can to try to cover as many nuts and bolts involving reference letters recommendation letters, and all of that information. I'm going to try to do it the best I can from the perspectives of teachers and families and students. First off, let's just talk about the reference piece of the puzzle. Along the way, students, and honestly even teachers, need to gain references, I presently have numerous people who are references of mine. If I decide to apply to something that asks for references, I have at the ready right now, a list of people. And I can tell you how I have it set up. I have the person's name, I have their email address, I have their phone numbers, A work number, and if a cell number's been provided, I have that as well. Home phone numbers are a little bit of a thing of the past at this point. If they have a website or some other way to communicate with them in that manner manner, on a professional basis, I would include it. What's not appropriate to include is something like social media. I don't even know if it's even appropriate to include Twitter information. Now something like LinkedIn, that's another story. But giving the person's Instagram or Snapchat account, it there's a reason it's called social media and more for social purposes than for professional purposes. I have included What the person does. A brief uh, explanation of what the person has accomplished, what they're doing right now, what they have done, not just in their own life, but also in the capacity that I have known them. What my relationship is to that person. All of that is explained. I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm talking about a colleague that I've known for, let's say, four years. I can think of one person who's a reference of mine. I've known the person for four years. Okay, so I have the person's email. I have their work number, cell number. The capacity that we had worked together was we had worked both in and out of a school district together. We'd both worked in the same district for a period of time and we've worked outside of the district. We've collaborated in in ways uh, such as that. So I explained all of that information and said exactly who the person is now, how long I have known them for. And that's it. And then you move on to your next reference. Generally, most places want at least two references. The golden standard in most situations is three references. Some places want references strictly related to uh, work or education. Other situations may ask for someone who may not be someone who, you know, in the professional capacity, but more as a friend or in the case of someone in education, I have numerous families who have written me reference letters over the years. And I've used those people in which they speak about their children and the way that they've known me in that capacity, as opposed to the educational facility being used. I can tell you that those reference letters, even though they may be in more accurate portrayal of the applicant, it may give you more detail that is to a potential employer, sadly, the employers more often than not are going to go with the places where you actually worked and what they had to say, which often does not work to your advantage, but that's the way it is. So it's important right now, if you're in high school, you need to start thinking of people who are going to potentially be references for you it's ideal if you get people who you've known longer than well i should say at least a year but if you could get someone who you've known for at least 2 years and as long as 4 or even more then you're in a, you're going to be in a nice spot because that's showing the per, the person for whatever you're applying for that you have built this relationship and now they're going to speak on your behalf. Now that's just simply providing the reference information to the, we'll just call it the institution and whatever they need. Now the next thing you're going to need is to actually get the reference letter. Now, how do you go about getting a reference letter? Sounds like such a silly question, but it's one that nobody ever seems to know. Nobody ever seems to ask. And I say it's a student's constantly in high school and they look at me like I have three heads and they don't seem to understand the process and how we should go about doing such a thing. If you are a student and you have somebody in mind as a reference, Do not just put that person down as a reference without asking them. This has nothing to do with the letter. And that also goes for uh, anyone else in the the field of education or in the workforce. Don't put somebody down as a reference without telling them. Make sure that they know that you're going to be putting them down for a reference. And for heaven's sake, if you do apply for something, you must contact your references and let them know, hey... Just be on the lookout for some strange phone number. Just double check your email box. You may need to check your spam every so often because they might be emailing you. I've had all different odd things happen over the years where very important documents have gone to spam. Where I've not answered an important phone call And it's gone to voicemail. And in one case, I missed it for a few days. And it can have a detrimental effect on the applicant. So it's very important that you notify your references. First of all, to make sure that it's okay with them. And that you know they're going to be speaking highly of you. But also to give them a heads up. And gee whiz can you please make sure to thank your references no matter what happens with the outcome? Nothing has been more frustrating to me. I have been a reference for, it's in the high hundreds of people. And I can't begin to tell you how many times people will put me down and the number of thank yous I've gotten has been so small It's upsetting. Uh, There's no other way to really put it. Uh, Even if a job doesn't work out or you apply for something and it doesn't happen, it is your responsibility. There's a professionalism that's involved with this. It's just the right thing to do. You should contact the reference and let them know what happened. That's just proper etiquette. Now, in terms of the letter itself, this is so critical for students, and I hope that parents are listening to this as well. If you are going to need a letter written on your behalf, the reference information alone is not going to be enough, and you need a letter written, most people who are going to be writing reference letters usually are busy. They're often employed full-time. They may or may not have a family. They may or may not have part-time jobs outside of their full-time position, and they may not have a lot of free time. What does that mean? Never, ever, ever contact a reference and ask them the day before you need something, if they can produce a letter for you. Now, in my case, I'm pretty good at doing this at this point. I'm pretty good at writing reference letters. I've written so many of them and tailored them to the person to accentuate their strengths. But it's the most irritating thing when I have to drop everything to get this letter done. (laughs) And Frankly, more irritating when the person doesn't say thank you. But... You, the golden rule is a minimum of one week's notice. And I would personally say two to four weeks. Two to four weeks is a reasonable amount of time. Now, there are some people out there, I definitely had some issues getting the letter from them. They said that they would write one for me and they agreed to be a reference, and then getting the actual letter written for me proved to be uh, irritating, to be the, to say the least. Uh, they took forever, and I had to pester them, and that wasn't a fun experience. But hopefully, you know the person well enough, and they're going to be able to come up with and produce that letter for you pretty quickly. Now, when the letter is written for you, you want to ask them if they can cuz there are a lot of people may not know this and they may not do it and they may not think to write it in this way think about how you want the letter to be written do you want the letter to be personalized to an institution for instance you're applying to a job at Google it, with a company like that a really big company like that it would probably be a nice touch If the reference letter actually was addressed to Google and all the information was provided to your reference in advance, everything that they're going to need, you want to make the decision, is a date going to be put on the letter? Are you going to have an exact date or are you just going to have the month and year? Are you going to have no date at all? So you have to make those decisions on that. I can't... ...say exactly what the pros and the cons would necessarily be for that... ...other than the person who receives it knows when it was written. So for that reason, I would say that it would be best to have the month, the day, and the year as the date. I personally always put it on there. And the reason I put them on my letters is because if the student or whoever needs the letter again... ...I have it saved and i am able to pull up that information and modify it accordingly simply change the date and change what other information and then i can save a second copy with the new date i've had students before who have needed recommendation letters from me at the end of middle school they've needed need them from me in the middle of high school for summer camps they were applying to, such as uh, Aspen and Interlaken. I've had to write them for students who graduated high school, students during college, and students uh, after college. Some students, there are students, I've actually had to write them for all those phases before. And things change. Your relationship obviously changes. If you taught the student during high school, you certainly didn't teach them in college unless you were teaching them uh, or tutoring them in some way privately. And there are some people that I taught along the way who I really never lost touch with and I've I've continued to mentor them. I have quite a few students that I still serve as a mentor to them. And I list that accordingly on the letter. To that end, it's a good idea to keep in touch with your reference. A reference is going to be able to speak more candidly and more easily about you, know more about you, especially if you knew the person in high school and they have, they're not keeping up with everything you're doing in college unless you go out of your way to tell them and explain everything. And at the very least, the fact that you've mentioned that you've done X, Y, and Z in college, now the reference has that information. Once the letter is complete, you have an option as the uh, the person who's going to be the recipient of the, the letter or the, the person that the letter is being written for. You have the option to read it or not to read it. In other words, do you trust that person enough? You know they're going to write a spectacular letter of recommendation about you. If that's the case, then you could have it sealed. Now, the only when I say sealed is that it would be placed into an envelope and the person who created it will actually stamp their signature or or actually sign their name over the seal of the envelope. The only issue with that is that that's become a little bit of a a, a, a past—I uh, I can't even say a past practice situation. It, it's really something that's a bit outdated at this point, because everything, almost everything, is electronic these days, and people send to, tend to send things in PDF form. So you're going to need to get the information, and there's a cha- very likely that you're going to need to read the information. Uh, in uh, as a PDF and send it off as a PDF. In more recent situations for me, because I am somebody who's established, I've been around for a long time, I don't waive my rights because I certainly have faith and I have complete trust, but I'm also not somebody who just graduated from college or just graduated from high school. I am somebody who actually does want to read what the person's writing about me to make sure all the information is accurate. And it's a little more important there that they're speaking more about my work experience than anything else. Talking about me as a person is fantastic. It's a great thing. But as a a student, you are want to have both. You want to have the work, but the fact that the person is speaking about you and perhaps will say that this is one of my top five students of all time, and here are all the different reasons, and the fact that you waived your right and believed in that person, that's a pretty strong statement. But again, I think that a lot of places are moving away from that. In any event, You want to, getting back to the calendar date situation, you want to think about how the reference letter is going to be created. Whoever is writing the letter for you, you need to value their time. They are going to be busy. So ask them if they can make multiple copies of it for you. Here are the reasons for that. First of all, You are able to get their actual signature, not a scanned copy, a a, a copy of it with the, the signature that's now been reproduced 57 times because you kept on making the copies. No, you can actually get a paper copy with the actual signature on it. So if you need to send a paper copy out, you have it handy. For that reason, you probably want to ask them if they can give you at least three copies of it. That's what I typically give to students. I will give them three copies of the letter. If I have made it out to a specific organization, I will put the name of that organization on the top and then well not recreate a letter but I'm going to do the same letter but I'm going to give them three copies of the letter without that information so then they have that letter available and they can send it at any time now they don't have to bother me I don't have to bother them and the information is right there in the applicant's hands what should be in a reference letter This is one of the biggest questions because I have to tell you something. I have gotten some of the most spectacular reference letters written for me over the years and I've gotten some downright dreadful ones. I actually have had letters from people that have known me for a very short amount of time and they write so eloquently about me talk about my personality talk about the ways that they do know me but also talk about all the other things that i've done where they may not know me in as close a capacity and a person who writes a good reference letter is able to do such a thing the first paragraph of a reference letter should identify the uh, person writing the letter. So I and and also identify that person's relationship to the applicant. All of that should be in the first paragraph. So then you get a vibe if you are an employer or an organization, you're getting a vibe right off the bat. okay, this is how the person this person knows this person and this is this person's background. Okay, this person, so that we know this person has some credibility. This is not, under any circumstances, the, an appropriate place for the uh, person writing the reference to be bragging. And I had one, I, I, I actually just took the reference letter, I threw it right into the garbage, and I actually never contacted the person again uh, for another reference letter. Because the person spent the first half of the reference letter, not a paragraph, the first half of the letter, bragging about himself. No thank you. I just took it I, and it was it was a shame. Uh, a person I admired a great deal, but they took the moment to just brag about themselves. And that is not doing anything to help my cause. So you want to simply identify yourself, who you are, what you've done in a succinct manner. And then... Identify how you're related to the applicants. The next paragraph should immediately start getting into your opinion of the person right away. Because no later than the second paragraph, that first paragraph should not be long. Or it should be at the end of the first paragraph. You need to right away convey to the person reading this, this is what I think of this person talk about all different types of attributes related to their personality, how they work with other people, what what their... Um, uh, what, and, and not talking in great lengths about all of their strengths, but talking about uh, how diligent they are, talking about their study habits. Then you can get into the next paragraph or two, where you're going to discuss the ways that you knew the person and, and then start citing. This is what this person did that made them stand out. This is what made them, makes them special and makes them the type of person that you want. You want this person because in, uh, robotics, this is the person Who, when the robot failed, this person dropped everything from their schedule, took over the entire group, put in extra hours of time to make this happen. And instead of us embarrassing ourselves, we instead were able to finish third in this big competition. This is the type of thing that you want in a reference letter. The reference letter doesn't have to necessarily be citing every single completely spectacular thing that you've done. The idea always is not just the accolades, but it's potential. What is the person going to be able to add in terms of what their potential is? That's something that's going to be critical for a college reading this that's going to be important for an employer. What is this person bringing to the table? And then in closing, you want to simply say in that final paragraph, with no reservations, I strongly recommend this individual, I highly recommend this individual, with no hesitation, figure out the wording that you would like to use. You then would say, this is the best way to contact me. If you have any other questions you'd like to ask me, that's how the closing is done. And the person writing the reference letter should include all of his or her information on the bottom. Everything should be right there. So now the, the employer or the, the organization does not need to be looking all over the place. They have the letter right in front of them, and they can call you directly. I still don't know why this information is not as readily available as it should be. I pull up this information online, and I still see lots of websites that are trying to charge for... Uh, information relating to this or templates it's it's nonsense it's completely ridiculous this information should be available to everybody and i I still advocate that i think everybody in the world should have a, a class before they graduate high school that's simply related to life skills and i know there are some high schools that are progressive enough and they've developed such things and i wish that all high schools would do such such a thing but this is so very very important and one more thing, students and families, don't think that someone you have not, who has not taught you or taught your child for many years is, uh, is a person you shouldn't contact. Uh, sometimes some of your best references might be written by somebody who is a middle school teacher. And that person might be able to do an amazing job writing, especially if you provide them with information. That's one other thing too. If you haven't been in touch with that person for a while, don't have them asking you. You need to provide the information to update them on your life so then they can make all the necessary references. They should not have to be trying to guess what it is that you're doing because that just simply wastes More time. Parents. Please. I beg you. Do not make the phone call. On behalf of your child. I actually. Not only do I hate when that happens. I actually have said to parents before. I have to tell you. I'm somewhat hesitant to write this. Because your child's not taking the initiative himself or herself to contact me. And if they're 17 or 18 years old, I have a problem with that. It's time to grow up. So that's just one other piece where the parent should be saying, or guardian should be saying to the child, this is on you. You're responsible for doing this. This is not about having to make a phone call any longer, or it it may, but it's it's going to be at the very least an email, and really the best way to do it is finding the person face-to-face. I'm sure that I have not covered every single potential possibility here, but I can tell you this much. I think that there's a lot of ground that's been covered in today's episode which should be able to be help should be helpful to so many people who just didn't they weren't privy to this information in the past and how to do this if you are a teacher or you are someone who's going to be writing one of these letters and you're stumped please don't hesitate to contact me i'll be more than happy to help you because we we can have a really tough time writing these you want to get just the right words you want everything to be just right and again and again i have gotten some great reference letters and i've gotten a, a few that have simply gone right into my uh recycling bin on my computer because they were actually that dreadful i i, I had one reference letter from a person that i knew for an extremely long time and it was it, it was when you read it it seemed as if the person knew me but they didn't know me when you read it and it spoke it didn't really cite all of the, the the great things that were witnessed in the time that i knew the person so it, it's this is extremely important and when i think about reference letters it's someone's life This is the type of thing that can make or break. This is the type of person that can have an impact on someone's life in terms of getting into a school, in terms of landing a job, in terms of potentially moving and have an impact on, on their own families. I take this very, very seriously and people keeping in touch with me is so Paramounts. nothing makes me angrier or more crazy than spending an hour and a half of my time writing a strong letter of recommendation for someone and they don't even give me a thank you and it has happened before and the next time the person asked me for a letter i had to say I'm, I'm really sorry but i don't feel comfortable writing that letter for you and hopefully they don't ask why because then i will have to tell them Exactly why I don't feel comfortable. So, do not feel obligated to do such a thing if you know if you're someone who's been asked and there's been an issue. Because uh, you 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 don't need to be put in that type of position. If someone has done something inherently wrong and you know of it, don't speak glowingly for them. Don't lie. And the same thing with students and families. Don't ask someone who you know is potentially going to put something in, uh, or not necessarily is not going to put something into a letter, or is going to potentially just say no to you. And for heaven's sake, oh my goodness, this is the one last thing. I can't forget to say this. This was when I was about a year out of college. I had worked for uh, someone on a, a per DM basis, uh, people rela- related to education. And the person I was working for was, uh, there was a reason I worked for such a short time for them and I was so glad I landed a full-time teaching position. I asked the person to write, write a letter of recommendation for me and the person wrote something just so ridiculous in one of the middle paragraphs i mean absurd completely totally absurd it had nothing to do with the recommendation whatsoever it read so badly i had to throw that one away as well so just think about what you're doing what you're writing and know that somebody's life is hanging in the balance Again, I hope this information has been helpful to you. As always, if you can share the information from today's podcast uh, with others, uh, that's always the greatest compliment for me or any other podcaster out there. Please uh, subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud. If you have any, if any of you have a Spotify account, I would sincerely appreciate if you could send anything to Spotify and say. This guy, Tim Rausenberger, has a great educational podcast and you need to uh, get his podcast on Spotify. There's so many people out there. So many of you have Spotify accounts and it's just one of the most impossible companies to get on on there. I've tried now several times and I there's only one way to try to get on that I've been able to find, which they have, which is by sending an email to them. And I have not gotten an email response from them yet. Uh, it's frustrating. So uh, any way that you can help me in that uh, endeavor, I would be uh, extremely grateful. Thank you as always for tuning in. I so appreciate it. And uh, if you have any questions relating to anything, relating to reference letters, letters of recommendation, or uh, just any of this, uh, please don't hesitate to contact me at any time. Brasstenor.com and all my information is on there. I wish you all the best.